Viewpoint. Weekdays, 8 to 10 p.m. on SAFM. The talk of the second wave of coronavirus and, of course, the impact on the economy. The question is, is that rhetoric consistent with what is taking place in the market? A look at what the JSE is offering on that. Dr. Mandelamba, preliminary thoughts, please. Coronavirus, second wave, what we've seen in the Northern Hemisphere, what we could yet see in the Southern Hemisphere. How's the JSE responding to all of this? It's not taking it easy, Songazan. Thank you for having me tonight. Uh, the JSC won't take it easy. Uh, we live in a very difficult time. Um, as you know, as you've said yourself, that it's happening in the Northern um, Hemisphere. When we have policy making that is emulated from the Northern Hemisphere, whether or not that policy applies to our economy, we are having that situation where we emulate what the Northern Hemisphere does and then uh, bring it here. Though we are in a unique situation, having, um, most importantly, so a, 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 a deflatory monetary policy um, that is hampering growth, that has continued to hold down even wages, is, uh, they, they remain the same. Uh, rather, if they don't, they, they, they are cut down. Uh, a deflatory a monetary, monetary policy that comes from the pressure from the markets because what the reserve banks have been doing across the emerging markets have been copycatting what America does, whether America policymakers are, are on spot or not. They, they copycat that and they bring it here. We are in a very unique situation, Songhezo. We are downgraded to junk status and we are also at the same time um, in a recession. Uh, we've just saw money disappear from this uh, corruption that happened in the past few months. And, and, and then you apply deflatory, uh, a, a deflatory monetary policy that is not helping to grow the economy, but hampering the economy and at the same time uh, affecting job scatter. We, it, it, it's crazy uh, because this does not come from a sober mind. It's the market's who are governing their own policy because the reserve banks across the world have lost control of the market policy. Uh, they're going to continue to do. To, I was looking at one of the companies uh, in the U.S. that is one of the top shares performing well there on the market. Some as it's been recording mm-hmm. losses, but the share price is going to the moon. Is this not a time then to effect what is referred to as quantitative easing? And just for ease of reference, quantitative ease, and I'm quoting this, is a form of unconventional monetary policy in which a central bank like the Reserve Bank of South Africa purchases longer term securities from the open market in order to increase the money supply and encourage lending and investment. You would think on the sound of that definition in terms of what quantitative easing is, this is precisely what the doctor would order for the South African economy that finds itself in the plight that is in. This on top, of course, not changing the interest rates a couple of weeks ago by Lesetje Khanyako. What would your response be to that? Um, what you're saying is, is actually what they're supposed to be doing. <laughs> That's exactly what they're supposed to be doing, but they are not doing it. They are not putting the money in, in, in long-term securities to... Uh, uh, um, uh, because you see what they've done, as they've been buying bonds. Um, 
you continue to pump uh, the, the market or the asset prices to the purchases of the bonds on the market. And those purchases uh, of bonds are in an economy that is already on a decline, that is on a negative, that is trading on a huge deficit on, on budget. Um, quantitative easing is actually what is necessary for our economy. But it is unfortunate you and I will only wish for that. Uh, our economy will continue to emulate what the Americans are doing for a long time. Now, you mentioned Americans. What's happening in America really should be playing into our hands. First of all, we are not sitting at in excess of 200,000, and that number is growing by the day, up on 7 million cases. I mean, the United States is just a crime scene right now. And what would have happened last night wouldn't have instilled any sense of confidence, neither with the incumbent or who might possibly succeed him. All of this surely should be giving us some breathing room in the markets that perhaps we've got a bit more of a let off than perhaps ordinarily should be the case. Uh, the, the funny thing is we have the federal chairman of the U.S., uh, Chairman Powell, admitting to have, have, having made uh, some errors of judgment by uh, coming up with this uh, a policy to cut rates, which now will remain at 0% for another five years in America, meaning that the economy of America is going to be humbugged for another five years. They still have a muscle better than us in South Africa that we don't have, and yet we humbugged our own and dropped our own and cut our own rates substantially because we wanted to, you know, look at like we were following the standards or the norms in the, in the economy. Uh, it's unfortunate that America is able to do the things that it does and it gets away with them. If it was an emerging market, it would be speaking a different language. Uh, America has been technically insolvent for a while now, and um, it's just a matter of time. We spoke about this a week ago that uh, soon enough the bubble will burst. And when it bursts, we expect that the economy, my own analysis on this, says that uh, we, we're looking forward to, to see the, 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 the next uh, uh, um, uh, downfall of the economy of China, followed by the U.S. That would trigger now a global recession beyond what we are already in in South Africa. The, the concern that we have is what you are saying, that uh, the, the crime scene that we witness in America um, does not even change our leaders in South Africa on, you know, becoming more con con conventional in approach. Because uh, what works for them won't work for us. It, it's proven. You mm. know? Final question, Mantha, in the 30 seconds that remain of this program. All of what you have said can be absolutely cold comfort for those who are in the job market seeking employment. Of course, the employment statistics were released. Bleak picture. Shell globally. Shelling some 9,000 jobs to save two and a half billion for a reinvestment in renewables. And what you have just said in relation to the continued US and China trade war, it can't be inspiring any confidence in anyone, anywhere. Final contribution, 30 seconds. Song uh, so, uh, South Africa is a unique case. It needs a conventional approach. If our government and our policymakers could understand that, uh, they will be able to save, save more jobs. You know, I know, there's going to be more bloodshed. Uh, come December, uh, companies will be shedding more jobs and closing for good, some retrenching, huge piles. This could be saved if our approach to this trouble we find ourselves in would be conventional. 
Thank you, Dr. Magalava, for your thoughts. Thoroughly appreciate that. Always great in being in conversation with you. For those of you who have joined us now, you're a bit too late because this feature was proudly brought to you by Love It Africa in partnership with Verity Hearst Academy, which is a trading school teaching about trading shares on the JSC. You can contact Verity Hearst Academy on their WhatsApp number on 060-866-0134 or their office number on 011-367-0678. It's time for news. Good evening, Zoe.